Hi, welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast. I'm here with Alan Sharp himself. Um, we're going to play the Broncos versus Colts to predict uh, a winner. But uh, you're playing six-minute quarters right now, so we're, we're definitely going to have to fucking change that. Yeah, let's... Uh... Get our boy Seaman. The Jizz. Trevor, the Jizz Seaman. There he is, 61. 61, huh? <clears throat> and they really uh, just didn't give him any credit at all. No. What happens when you let a bunch of video game nerds determine football statistics and ratings? Uh, yes, I accidentally bought Madden 17 for Xbox 360. I went to the store, replaced it about 20 minutes before we started this podcast. We don't have a plan, per se, but we're going to talk about the Broncos-Panthers game, what we we expect to see during the Broncos-Colts, and, um, maybe we'll talk about life and our lives. We don't know. Anything can happen tonight. We got the tissues for tears, whether they're happy, sad, we will be crying. Yes. We keep tissues here for multiple reasons. <laughs> All sorts of reasons. Uh, you, you can check on Twitter. Uh, Eric Decker's wife tweeted out or Snapchatted or something referring to Eric Decker as Big Dick Decker. So make sure you tweet Jesse James and remind her that I gave him that nickname. Uh, one thing that I care about is getting the credit I deserve for, for, for great nicknames. I think I should be making money off of it. Uh, but Alan and I were both at the Broncos-Panthers game uh, last week. So, Alan, what did you see from the Broncos that you liked? What didn't you like? Oh, shit, C.J. Anderson, first play of the game, just can't be tackled. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I saw some of that at the game. And that I loved. I mean, our running game at the Panthers, obviously everyone's talked about it, but it was much improved. And I think what we're seeing is um, the ability to do the running attack Kubiak wants because we have a quarterback that is fully committed to it. You know, well, I mean, not that it's one system. I mean, they have um, admitted that the Manning – Kubiak, they kind of joined minds, said, let's do a hybrid, and we won a Super Bowl. That's great, but we all know we didn't win it because of offense, right? Right. So, um, Madden 17's really fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Colts are going to get destroyed <laughs> two, on uh, Sunday. Two plays, two uh, long runs. 45 rushing yards uh, after two plays in the game is what we're calling right now. Um, what you're talking about with Kubiak and Manning, what they did last year with the, the hybrid you know, offenses, is basically you took a Ferrari and a Lamborghini and you made a hybrid, which is a Prius. Which is, and of that's, course, a Prius. <laughs> that's what the Broncos' offense kind of was last year. Um, I think their offensive line has improved. I was very skeptical about it um, through this offseason because I didn't think they really got that much better, but I think that's part of it is buying into the system and, and running the offense one way is going to help the offensive <laughs> line as well. Oops. Well, they got a new kicking system on here, huh? Well, no, I just I, – I was it's hard to multitask. Right. I get real excited talking about the Broncos. And... Yeah, no, that's why I'm not playing. 
<laughs> I did this once and it was really hard to try to talk and, oh, and play. Oh, better now though. Alan and I got some some fine box wine and uh, chocolate chip cookies to help us get through this evening. Um, Nothing better than a box of wine. Yeah, I think we can do. I think we can get through the whole box. No, but it's exciting. I mean, we'll get to the defense later, but but the uh, offense. So the hybrid wasn't a bad theory, but I don't. I think the offensive principles behind both were different enough. Let's put it this way. I don't know enough about NFL football to really get into the the minute details, but I'll tell you this. Watching Kubiak's offense, if you've been a Bronco fan for a long time, when we were winning our Super Bowls, basically when Shanahan came in, uh, we ran a similar offense. Right. It's a lot of um, zone blocking, movement, and it's quarterback moving out of the pocket. But some people think it's kind of a, Dated system. Dated or simplistic. It's run left, run right, but it flows. And the plays that you see in the first quarter are setting up plays for the third quarter. Right. And it's kind of a, a balancing act. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, to Basically, what I'm saying is it's just a completely different. Peyton Manning outthought the defense. He got guys in positions to get nice passing plays. The pass set up the run. But in Kubiak's, it truly is the run sets up the pass. But you have to run effectively. Right. And we can actually do it. And it's the perfect system to have a rookie quarterback because it's a safe system. The fact that we actually were able to run the ball – I mean, we have the offensive line it was un, is still unproven, but we were able to run it against what's supposed to be a good front. Yeah, so that's a, what was exciting. The Panthers to me. have a, a very good front seven. Uh, the Colts do not right now. Um, the Colts defense is extremely banged up. <laughs> as Madden, the, as the game is showing you, the, the Colts are just a terrible football team. Um, they had, I think, eleven uh, defensive players Wednesday that were did not practice or were limited in practice, guys with injuries. Um, that number went down a little bit, but their secondary's uh, decimated. If the Broncos' offense doesn't move the ball well and score a lot of points, uh, I think maybe there's a little bit to worry about because they should take advantage of this Colts team who's very hurt right now. Uh, because by all... Everything you see on paper and the way they played against Detroit last week says uh, they're not very good. Of course, that changes week to week. It's only week two. You never fucking know who's really good or, or who's not. And then uh, the offensive line, if they really are improved, we should see them really open up holes um, for, for C.J. Anderson. And it looks like Capri Bibbs may get more of the carries than Devontae Booker after his fumble and... He missed uh, some pass protections and other things during the game. So that'll be another thing uh, that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, and, you know, it's Devontae Booker supposed to have some uh, good talent, but you can't fumble the ball. That was the bad, right? So to me, I know we can talk about uh, Trevor Simeon, how he did, whatever. I think there's still – there's things to be happy about. There's things that were – Showed that he hasn't had a lot of experience. Right. But there just needs to be more plays to see, to be honest, to, um, to get a feel for him. But Devontae Booker, you cannot fumble that ball when you first go in. Our red zone uh, offense, as soon as we got close, those turnovers just killed us. Right. And so 
And as your first play in the NFL, <laughs> the regular season, as a running back, like right. you shouldn't even care if you gain a yard. All you should be focusing on is not fumbling the football. And you know, it couldn't be to- it couldn't be more different for our fullback, who was also a rookie. Yeah, who, Janovich. <laughs> Janovich, who first carry and doesn't fumble, he goes for a, a twenty-eight long, yard 28 touchdown. Yard right. touchdown. So that was a great play call, uh, and he, you know, sprung open. I. I wanted them to really give Janovich the ball after every play after that. Well, and every play. <laughs> if you give the fullback 30 carries a game, maybe we change the NFL forever. Is all I'm saying. How cool is it just to see a fullback? I, I you know, the, it is. it's a dated position, but because it's almost so dated that the defenses have forgot, well, not forgotten, but it's hard to account for them. I mean, we neutralized. Uh, Keekly because we had on certain plays because right. we had a fullback and how many times does Keekly have to go against a fullback in a season? Not you know, very many. It was an interesting. Uh, it's yeah. It's I mean when you're talking about like this offense and it being reminiscent of the ones we won Super Bowls with, um, watching watching them out there play and you see the similarities as to those seasons. There's like a, a feeling of comfort there. Right. You know what I mean? Like you know kind of what to expect. And you know that even when, like, they're running the ball and maybe they're not gaining a ton of yards, like a big point or a, a, a big reason they run the offense this way is to wear out the defense. Right. You may not get, you know, more than two or three yards, but you're stretching the field on a run yep. and you're making that defense fucking tired. So later, they, you essentially lull them to sleep doing that, and that's when you do the, the bootlegs, um, which... In Broncos history, nobody was better than that than uh, Jake Plummer and John Elway running right, those plays. Like right. Plummer was a fucking master of the bootleg. Plummer was way more comfortable running and throwing the ball than he was just standing in the yeah. pocket. That was a, kind of the problem with Plummer <laughs> sometimes. But when the bootlegs were working, man, if we can run and get him on the boot, that was a really hard um, thing to defend. So, okay, now we're a bit get excited about oops, Broncos and. Get myself in a little bit of a hole. So we're uh, we're ticking down into the second uh, quarter here. Alan Sharp is yeah. in striking distance. He's doing what the Broncos did last week in the red zone, which is choke. <laughs> which is choke. Um, the Colts, uh, here, what I want to talk about with Indianapolis, like their defense, um, we should work the defense. I don't know if that'll really happen. they got to come out and play. But Andrew Luck last week, carried that team and brought them back against Detroit. They were down 21 to three with two minutes left uh, in the, the second half. He led a drive there to score and he got them a, a, the lead at the end of the game, 35, 34 with uh, 48 seconds left in the game. Um, but their defense is so bad that Stafford basically in a couple plays got him in the field goal range and with eight seconds, Matt Prater kicks the game winner after he missed an extra point. Um, so luck has had, uh, success against the Broncos. The Colts have beat the Broncos eight of the nine last times they played. And last year when the Broncos and Colts played, our defense was getting a ton of pressure on Andrew Luck and they were hitting him every throw, but he was completing pass after pass, uh, because he didn't give a shit about getting hit and then ultimately destroying his, uh, his kidney. So even if the Colts' defense plays poorly and the Broncos' offense scores some points, there's I think the real test is for the Broncos' defense uh, because I think Andrew Andrew Luck's that good. 
and he's got uh, a whole bunch of healthy receivers and tight ends. Dwayne Allen and Jack Doyle, the two tight ends, caught three of his four touchdown passes last weekend. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's healthy. Dante Moncrief's healthy. And the, the rookie they drafted last year, so he's not a rookie anymore. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Phillip Dorsett made some big plays against Detroit. So our defensive front seven and secondary are going to have their work cut out for them. And I think we'll get a good gauge on kind of where the defense is at in terms of what we expected to see from them last year, which was dominance all the time. Andrew Luck, there's no uh, question about it. Andrew Luck is kind of a thorn in our side where he can make plays against our defense even after getting drilled. I know. Hit. He got hit so hard, like you said, he got I've hurt. never seen a quarterback beat up so much in a game uh, in in the, the Colts-Broncos game last year. And something about the way his mannerisms are and the way he talks, I, he seems like a, such a good guy, but I do not like Andrew Luck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alan so Sharp like, uh, hates Andrew Luck. Uh, I, don't, I mean, hate is a strong word. but You don't hate him, but you don't like him. Something You've told like me that a, multiple times. <laughs> he's like an ogre or something. I don't know. <laughs> and, I, and I know he's a good guy. Like, I could just tell. But um, you're saying he could play the voice of Shrek in Shrek 4. I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it'll be a good game. It's going to be, there's a lot that says, you know, our offense, like that defense is so beat up. But like you said, they get some players back. And it usually, that was week one, it usually happens where an NFL team responds. Right. So I don't think it's going to be walking the park. No, I don't it, either. It would be awesome if it was. But I also think our offense is going to get a little bit more dynamic. I think yeah. this is how I foresee our offense. I think these first few weeks we're going to hit a stride and we're going to start doing really well. Then we might slow up a little bit because people are going to key in on what Trevor Simeon can do well and what he can't. Defenses will start game planning. But right now, the biggest thing is they don't know. Right. But even with this offense, like I said, I think it protects the quarterback a little bit. So I we could have a good offensive day. Um, against the Colts, I just don't think it'll be a forty-nine to zero blowout. No, it definitely, like definitely won't. The Colts are going to score points. Uh, their uh, right tackle, uh, Reitz, um, he's not the. He's probably the worst player on that offensive line, and he's kind of had an ankle injury. So, Von Miller, who's never had a sack on Andrew Luck, by the way, ever, really, ever. Um, I would look for him to finally get a fucking sack on Andrew Luck. Ooh, man. No. Oh, no incomplete. catch. T.Y. Hilton, hands of stone. That's what, that's <laughs> what Madden loves it. says. He also put a little too much gel in his hair. Yeah, they really spike, <laughs> yeah. spike uh, Kubiak's hair in here. Pagano looks slick. Yeah. Pagano looks like Pagano. Kind of looks like a mafiosa kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, McAfee, the best punter in the league. Also probably the funniest player in the nfl really not funny yeah he's well i mean he's like funny for a football player funny could be funny yeah it could be um so so what do you think about the uh the defensive controversy from the the panthers Panthers game game with the hits yeah how how, what's your view because i i've been wanting a platform to kind of speak out (laughs) on this but i i want to hear from you because you know most there's been a few people I've said right what's right on my mind about that, but um. well, I mean, I think uh, when I went back and looked at it, 
the the penal the play that got flagged at the uh, in the last couple minutes of the game, um, I thought that play deserved a flag. It was a you know it was a helmet to helmet shot. The other ones where helmet contact was made by what Marshall and Stewart that they got fined for this week, I thought were pretty dicey at best. I to me. The helmets made contact, but neither guy was like going in with his head. And I know like the rule gets stricter and stricter each year and what they're looking for. Um, but I'm a fan of the Broncos, so I'm going to side with them when they're right. beating up a quarterback. And even even if, say, those plays got flagged in the game, it maybe it changes the outcome. But I like the way our defense is playing, and I, I like the fact that they're going to go in and just beat the shit out of guys, um, regardless of you know whether they get called for that or not. And they, that happened a lot last year. As Absolutely. long as Aqib Tlaib doesn't try to poke Dwayne Allen's eye out again in this game, they, they should be all right. But um, I think you can you can go ahead and. So I mean I agree with everything you said, and I think um, I guess where I had my issue is when you start hearing reports like the Broncos are dirty. They were shooting right. for Cam Newton's head. I tell you what, I, I I don't think that's the case at all. I no. think they play hard, they hit hard, and they play right to the end of the whistle. Now, uh, should some things have gotten called? Well, that's on the refs, maybe. I don't know. That Maybe that should have. Um, I wouldn't have an issue if they called some more flags in that game. But the only way you win that game is if you hit Cam Newton and you hit him hard and you hit him often, legally. Right. Okay, you don't go in to try to hurt him and take him out of the game. No, and they never you did You go that. in to try to let him know that if you're going to run the ball or if you're going to hold on to the ball, you are going to take shots, and it's going to be life's going to be very hard for you. And there's nothing – if we don't do that um, – oops, what am I doing here? If you don't do that, then you're not going to win that game. And that's um, what the Broncos did. I don't – they're – the playing the position in defense is so fast and it's so dynamic. Right. There's a lot of those times where if a player is going to tackle somebody and someone else has their arms around him, Cam Newton's trying to get out of that tackle. He goes down, his head's lower. There's going to be some times you, you, he gets hit in the head. And that's unfortunate, and that's football. What the fuck's with that guy's eyes? He got hit in the head too many times <laughs> by the Broncos' defense. <laughs> But that's football, and yeah. at a certain point, if if you think that's wrong, then you might even be right. Then they should take the pads off. We should put on flags and 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 do it that way because it's a dangerous sport. Yeah. And if it shouldn't be played, that's a whole different conversation than saying uh, that the defense was dirty because they're not. They're not. No. And it's. I think it's really hard to try to make fucking tackles safer and hitting guys. Safer, especially especially when you you have guys that are two hundred and fifty pounds. They're running four right. five four, four, four five 40s, and they're colliding with each other. Like you're not going to ever make that safe. No, what that's you, a what dangerous you, thing to do. What you can <laughs> do, what they're trying to do, is evaluate players for when you think they have concussions. Right. Right. That's the only thing you do. Trying to keep if they keep trying to like change the game to make it safer, it's going to fucking turn the game into something uh, that it sucks, that nobody likes anymore. Like, the NFL wants to get rid of kickoffs, right? right? Because it's one of the most dangerous plays in the game. But if you do that, you change so much about the game. Um, it's I don't think it's, it's good for the NFL. 
and I think most players now, the problem earlier is they were hiding the the repercussions of head injuries from players, which is a huge. That's a big no. Like no. yeah, yeah. That's a everybody now. Everybody should know that uh, repeated blows to the head is gonna probably cause you some serious problems later on in life. Uh, but there are gonna still be plenty of guys that want to take that risk, right? right? Right. And there are plenty of people like us who like watching it, who like watching the hits. And I like seeing a good hit in football, just like anybody else. But I think, like you said earlier, like I don't like to see players play dirty. No. I don't like to see late hits that no. looks like somebody's just trying to hurt somebody. I've never been a fan of that. No. And I don't think anybody wants that. But you got to let fucking players play, and you can't keep making rule changes that make it easier for the offense. Janovich gets another touchdown against the Colts. And he dances very well. Yeah. You just threw that out to the stands. That's a nice move. Kubiak, very giddy. Kubiak has a oh boy. Needs to go poop. <laughs> Hurry Cancel up, guys. Too hard or might make a mess. That's a serious problem nobody talks about is Kubiak's bowel issues. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brandon McManus, by the way, has a website now and he's selling McManus shirts. Oh, cool. I forget what it was or I would say exactly what the website is. Um, I tweeted him, told me, told him to send me a shirt so I can promote it. We'll see if he does. I don't know, but I'm not paying for a kicking, a kicker shirt. No, but even you, if he is my favorite kicker in the league, I'm not paying for a kicker shirt. You know, it, but if you get the shirt, that's all you can wear. Nothing else. <laughs> I think that was the deal. Stand up, just in a McManus shirt, no pants. Dong barely hanging below the shirt. <laughs> It'd be, have to be a pretty short shirt. A very short shirt. <laughs> a, a woman-sized shirt. <laughs> Got a woman-sized dong, you need a woman-sized shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was born with a lady's penis. <laughs> it still works as a man's, but it's got the feelings of a woman. The doctors keep calling it a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> but the Broncos are good. The Broncos are... Uh, when when Gano lined up for the kick, how certain were you that the the Broncos were going to lose? I was, and I'll be honest, I was ninety three percent certain, not ninety nine, uh, but I just it wasn't like I was calculating it though. Everyone in the stands around me was like, "Oh my God, the the fucking refs, they blew this one for us," and right. I can't believe we're going to let them win by a field goal. And then, you know, I I hadn't thought about it much at all. I just was thinking, man. That sucks that we're going to lose this game. And then Kubiak calls a timeout. And I go, well, wouldn't that be crazy if he actually did shank it here? And then I started playing that game in my head. Does getting a free kick help the kicker right. to warm up? Or does it get in their head? And then all I could think about was me. And there is no way I would have been able to handle that uh, type of pressure. I've never been a pressure guy. <laughs> uh, so I was like, well, I would have shanked it. But, you know, I've had him in some fantasy leagues. So I'm like, he's good. <laughs> right. I've always wanted to be a kicker, and I don't like pressure situations, except for I think in, Oops. in like, physical or athletic scenarios. Like if it's something where I have to mentally perform, or, uh, I mean, I guess that's kind of the only other pressure situation you're in. Like I steer away from those, and I'm not saying I could be a kicker, but I'm saying like, I think those situations would be fun, and somebody calling that that timeout 
I think more likely than not, I might fuck up that first one. So it would help me. Right. But if I had to redo it, I would have started working on my punting skills at age punting. 12. Yeah. That's the... I mean, even like a bad punt never... Like you might get booed a little bit, but you know... There's no, rarely no, Nobody's tweeting Riley Dixon like... Right. Fuck you, man, well, for that short punt. Well, maybe they are. They I were close. Well, that one was a little sensitive. That's about as sensitive as it gets is when you cut your... Well, yeah, they cut Colquitt, who was just an extremely reliable punter. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I remember the season we had uh, Brett Kern and who was the other punter that we, we let go of Kern and the other guy came in and our punting game fucking killed us. It was McDaniel's... First season, you know, I, I can't remember. I can't I remember know. the other guy's name, but that was the first season where I went like, "Oh, if you don't have a good punter, that can really, that can hurt your team." Quite oh a bit. yeah, it's amazing. Well, and it depends on the style of football. This with this defense, our punter is a huge weapon. Yeah, because <laughs> we basically uh, take over the game on defense. If we can pin them in, I mean, look at the. Uh, in the Carolina game, their punter had a giant boot. Andy Lee. That flipped the field. We, and it, and it, did, it was a 78-yard punt. It was insane. And that, with our defense, I was like, okay, we're going to get some good momentum here. And they made a start clear back. And I, um, that was a huge play. And Andy Lee is who the, the uh, Cleveland Browns let go of. And they replaced Lee with Colquitt. Oh, weird. Uh, so the Broncos, according to Madden 17, win this game 21 to zero, getting a much needed shutout. Uh, the Colts offense anemic. Trevor Simeon looked pretty good. Who was that that caught that? Garrett Graham. Yeah, with 82. Yeah, he's not on the team anymore. He got cut this week. So I got to update the Madden settings. Did, speaking about this week, did you hear the news that came out when we were talking about the defense? that uh, the way in which the refs are supposed to call it, and it has to do with the position of the quarterback, if he is in a throwing motion or... So basically, they have to decide what are the body... <laughs> Andrew um, Luck's going to have a le- negative 11 <laughs> passing yards. <laughs> they, they had six rushing yards, though. <laughs> they averaged negative 0.5 yards of play. But they have to decide in real time does it look like the quarterback's trying to advance the ball with his own legs or is he trying to make a play in the passing game? Because right. that depends on how you can hit him and how late you can hit him. And I get what they're trying to say, but until we can make robots that right. can ref these games, I just it's just such an oxymoron to say you're trying to make an NFL safe. You know yeah. what I mean? It just at a certain point we have to accept that we're it's unsafe, and then we can make decisions whether or not we should play. Yeah, it's it's like saying we're trying to make herpes fun. Yeah, I mean we all know we all know they're the not. The process of getting them <laughs> can be, oh. but dealing with them, it, yeah, it it is an oxymoron. You can't, I mean, you can't make a game that's inherently dangerous safe, uh, and it's. I don't know. I think this the opening week too was a great week for for writers and media people to harp on this safety issue. Yeah. Like they really it, like some of like these people the, really fucking care about it too. Right, you know right. what I mean? Because they don't. Right. I I saw an article like by the Daily Pickle or some website. I don't even, I've never even fucking heard of, but it was uh, Cam Newton may be suspended after uh, 
many helmet-to-helmet defenseless hits on Broncos defenders. <laughs> it was just really funny. It was just like a really funny article right. about him trying to hurt the Broncos right. players right. With, with the shit. Um, but it, and, it, and like refereeing that game, all those calls are subjective and they happen so fast. Like I don't know how you can get them right all the time. I know I'm going. I'm going to probably bitch about it a lot this season right. when it affects the Broncos in a negative way. We right. saw Emmanuel Sanders take quite a few hits last year that I think we sh- thought should have been called for helmet to helmet or unnecessary roughness penalties or however you want to do it. Uh, those things are tough. Another thing that's stupid that happened in that game was the hands to the face penalty on fourth and twenty-one, which is a five-yard. Penalty that gives them an automatic, automatic first, first down. down. That has to fucking change. That in illegal contact, the five yeah. yards, like you can't ha- you can't have a penalty like that in a situation like that change the outcome right. of the game. The game should have been over right there. Right, right there. It should have been. And I, you know, I didn't go back and look. I don't know how. Uh, it, you know, changed. Harris's hand was in there, but Kelvin Benjamin's hand was in Harris's face too. Yeah. So they're trying to make plays and right. You know, that's kind of like at the end of a basketball game, you shouldn't call a foul, or they're a lot less likely to call a foul. That's like the end of a football game. You got some hands going on. That's just them playing physical, trying to make a play. Let the players play. Uh, If it was, uh, you know, he put his hand on his face and make Benjamin fall down and change, then that's equally changing the game. And, yeah, you call it, but... Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you get, you just got to roll with it because the refs are going to make their calls. The rules are the rules. You got to just be excited when your team wins, which right. the did. They did. They survived the, 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 because in all likelihood, you know, the Broncos, um, were picked, they were picked to lose that game. I think all Bronco fans thought we had a good shot, right. but there was always that little bit of nerves of, is Carolina going to come out? Yeah. Are they going to try to show the world? They to think about losing the Super Bowl again. We wanted, oh man, did we want to play the Seahawks after that? Oh year. yeah, and we played them in the preseason, and I think we won. And, and I think we, we were all like tried to be excited, and then we played them in the regular season later. Yeah. But it wasn't week one, and it, that was a good game. But they beat us again, and I just remember you just want to win those games so much yeah. more. So I know Carolina fans, players, that was a huge game, and I'm not going to buy into this. Uh, Carolina crying, oh, we won the NFC. Why do we have to start on the road in Denver? Well, listen, we won the fucking Super Bowl. Right. So, like, it's the NFL. Like, get over it. You're yeah. going to have equal amount of home games and away games. Um, I, You know, it's like Bronco fans. We When we cry about going to New England every year, you got to just roll with those yeah. things. You know? Somebody explained that to me, too. Like, uh you, the Broncos played New England three years in a row, and then New England will have to play in Denver three years in a row. It's a weird thing on how they do the schedules, but it works out, so it's eventually fair. But I remember bitching about that, too. Right. Until somebody, like, it's, you got to really know how they do the schedules to explain well, that to somebody. And somebody on Twitter did and told me. I was like, oh, that actually And this sense. is unique because this was, you know, not a regular thing. You know, the Super Bowl teams haven't played since right. how many years, you know. Yeah, but it's like, and it's a Thursday night game, and both Carolina and Denver is gonna have to play another Thursday night game. Which I think, if you win the Super Bowl, you should get the Thursday night opener, and as a courtesy, you shouldn't have to play any more Thursday night games for the rest of the fucking season. Yeah, they're tough, but it's like a, a double advantage though when you win because then you have all this extra time to prepare for the next team. Right, and I've been feeling real good about that with the Colts. Like they 
and played Sunday. We played Thursday. That's some and key And they need days. that those extra days to yeah. rest all their hurt players. Uh, prediction for the game. What's your what's what's your prediction score? Give me one crazy weird play that will happen. All right. So um, here we go. It's going to be twenty-eight to seventeen. Broncos win. The weird play, you're going to see this. It's going to be pretty awesome. Andrew Luck is going to drop back. He's going to throw a short pass, maybe a slant over the middle. One of our defense alignments is going to get his hands up. The ball's going to go back to Luck, who's going to catch his own pass, <laughs> not know what to do, so he's going to take off running. Von Miller's going to hit him, force a fumble, and we're going to return, the, and we're going to return it for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, – we can't call it bold prediction. We're going to call it the – um, we got to think of a, a clever name to call our stupid bold prediction. We'll call that, uh, um, uh, let's see here. Pack a rubber because you might get lucky prediction. <laughs> That's great. That's, uh, Alan Sharp's pack a rubber because you might get lucky, uh, play? Play. <laughs> my, my prediction is, I got to remember what I'm saying in my prediction episode. <laughs> Uh, you're on camera. Oh man! Wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you forgot to kiss me. <laughs> it's a video podcast. Pack your rubber, you might get lucky. Pack your rubber, you might get lucky. Play of the day. Uh, I picked a thirty twenty-seven Broncos victory. Uh, my pack of rubber because you might get lucky. Play of the day is going to be. Um, I think Andy Janovich is going to throw his first touchdown pass. Ooh. Now, I a... have not been at the Broncos practice all week, <laughs> but I, I'm guessing they had him throw a lot of routes. Either Janovich, no, yeah, Janovich, they're going to pitch it out to him, and he's going to dump one off to... Uh, Virgil Green in the end zone. Virgil Green, I hope so. A trick play from Kubiak and the boys. There it is. You can take it to the bank. <laughs> Heard it here first. Heard it here first on we That's Good Broncos. We do not record this after the game. <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe here to That's Good Broncos or That's Good Sports, wherever the fuck I post this. Follow me on Twitter, at Brandon Perna. Follow Alan Sharp on Twitter, at Alan Sharp. Is it Alan Sharp? Al- Alan Sharp? Alan underscore Sharp? Uh, I think it's Alan underscore sharp 43. Uh, Just Alan sharp 43. Find him on there. Uh, And, um, you know, good luck, Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Lots of good things to come this season. We're going to control the ball all the way. (laughs) All the way for the lucky rubber play of the day. (laughs) Leave us saying ever. We're going to control the ball all the way. Here's what we promise on the That's Good Broncos podcast is to really – just nosedive at the end. <laughs> Chawing.